0: Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. The BMW Championship is in the books, and what a performance by Victor Hovland. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But also, once again, huge shout-out to Polo Ralph Lauren here in Chicago. Had the opportunity to go to the store, sit down with Captain Zach Johnson, show off the new uniforms for this year's Ryder Cup over in Rome. It was so much fun. Can't thank them enough for having us out. And as always, Lise, we look fantastic in our polo gear.
1: Oh, my God, dude. I didn't sleep that night. I had the red, white, and blue on for the first time in a meaningful way. And uh, I was ready to go. But huge shout-out to Ralph Lauren right there in downtown Chicago on Michigan Ave. Ended up being a a number of people watching that uh, podcast. Kind of changed the vibe there towards the E9. I was like, I got a few that I'm not sure I want to ask in front of 50 people here. So we'll run a little audible. But Ralph Lauren is proud to continue its partnership with the PGA of America as the official outfitter of the 2023 united states rider cup team combining the rich heritage of the greatest team event in golf with innovative performance fabrics ralph lauren will provide the u.s team with apparel to be worn during the tournament play at the 44th rider cup which will be contested at marco Simone golf and country club in rome italy from september 29th through october 1st ralph lauren will also outfit all caddies spouses and partners of the u.s team including ralph lauren golf ambassadors U.S. Team Captain Zach Johnson, and Vice Captain Davis Love III. The RLX Golf Collection is available in select Ralph Lauren stores, exclusive private clubs, and resorts, and online at ralphlaurent.com. Scoop and score, tis the season, big fella.
0: Look good, play good. It's a very simple rule. Make sure you go get some polo gear, ASAP. All right, let's get to Victor Hovland in the BMW Championship. My goodness gracious, Sleaze. Um, I had the opportunity to walk with that group on Sunday, Victor Hovland and Rory McIlroy. Rory looked like he was shooting 80, and I believe he ended up shooting 66 compared to what Victor Hovland was doing. You know, they both got off to really good starts on Sunday, kind of slowed there a little bit around six, seven, eight, nine. Then all of a sudden, we made the turn, and Victor turned into a superhuman, making eight threes on the back nine, just one four for a back nine 28. Look, I, I know it was soft, that, but that is still a championship golf course. That is a major championship golf course. It is not easy. The rough was no joke. He went out there and shot seven under par, 28. I said afterwards, it might be the greatest nine holes I've ever witnessed in my life. It was just an absolute clinic.
1: Uh, 28, you're going to need to see something pretty damn good to beat the 28 in terms of lifetime golf. Dude, it was, I mean, look. Victor, one of the best ball strikers in the world. The chipper sometimes is his Achilles heel. Good news about not being great at chipping. Uh, if you hit it perfect, you don't really ever have to chip. Like you said, eight threes on the back. The only four coming on a par five. How about this stat, too, just to put in perspective how good that ball striking was? You mentioned, all right, it's a soft golf course. I don't give a shit. It's hard. It's Olympia Fields. It's a U.S. Open venue. Uh, the rough was thick. His longest putt on that side, 12 feet. He didn't ship in. There was no whole lots. There was no weird stuff. It was just pepper the flag over and over for nine holes. Um, Man, that last shot he hit in there on the 72nd to stone it. I was like, there's no way that this doesn't go in with the 61 and the win. And, uh, man, he just can't. Like, we talk about there's tournaments. Uh, there's golf tournaments that some people, they lose them. Uh, They don't always win them. Nobody lost this thing. Victor Alvin just came out and took it and won. And he's going to be a problem over there at Marco Simone um they're, they're top that top of that European team is tough
0: all right well I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because his short game does not suck anymore. He chips the shit out of it he hit so many great pitches him and Joe Mayo went to work last year and has changed his golf game. There's a reason he's been so consistent hasn't missed a cut this year because he can now rely on that short game and that's why I think the first major championship is coming very soon for Victor Holand we we've, we've always known about his ball striking he's a Decently good putter, but I'm telling you, some of the up and downs, he yeah, had the up and down on 15, the par five uh, from off the down slope, ball below his feet in that rough was fantastic. Hit a beautiful one on the first hole of the day. Um, he has so much confidence in his chipping now. It's it's terrifying. I mean, he is going to be a factor every time he tees it up, in my opinion. Like I said, zero miscuts. cuts. Um, he's now number two in the FedEx Cup. If, if Scotty would have bogeyed 18 on Sunday, Victor Hovland would have been number one. So that was actually a big moment. I know Scotty had to hoop it from the fairway, but him making par kept him in the number one spot. Going to have a two-shot lead going into Eastlake this week.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I guess as we've, kind you know, Scotty, Rory, Rom have all been kind of controlling that world number one and the World Golf Rankings for a while now. It ain't going to be too long until Victor Hovland gets up there and probably takes that spot at some point. As you mentioned, major championships seem to be catered towards his golf game more than maybe a lot of the regular PGA Tour events. Uh, he's going to get going. He's going to start winning. He doesn't miss cuts ever, which is helpful. Uh, he's going to start peeling off some of the big boys, and I think he may be the next guy who hasn't yet held that spot to take the official world number one in the world golf rankings. He's
0: a, he's a beast. He, he was fifth in the world going in, goes out and wins a monster field, and he's still fifth in the world. These these rankings, they make the gap's no sense at the top. to
1: me. The gaps at the top are a little bit tough. But yeah, I, know, I will never really quite understand how all that works. You need, you need a PhD in math to figure those things out.
0: But once again, uh, I mean, congratulations, congratulations to him. He's going to have a great chance to win the FedEx Cup. He'll be paired with Scotty Scheffler on Thursday, starting two shots back. But Scotty Scheffler, I mean, it looked like the tournament was his until Victor just went absolutely nuts. But I will go back to, I mean, the putting, it is what it is. It, he made a few more this week, I thought, but still, when he had to have it, the par putt on 17, uh, you know, he says he hit a good putt. The first one we're in by, you know, four or five feet, missed it coming back. I was like, OK, he's going to make par here and then do Scotty Scheffler things. He's the best player in the world. He's going to hit it down the fairway. He's going to give himself a look. Let's see if he can make a putt under huge pressure, pressure to force a playoff. Um, but he didn't have that opportunity. But it's just insane to me how good this guy hits the golf ball.
1: Dude, even with what Victor did this week, especially on Sunday, Scotty's still led in virtually like every meaningful ball striking stat. How about this? Courtesy of Justin Ray, by the way. Shout out Justin Ray. If you don't follow him on Twitter, uh you get all the golf stats. But Scotty basically has now wrapped up the second best ball striking season since the shot link era uh began. Number one, two thousand six Tiger, pretty decent. Number two now, gonna be Scotty Scheffler, and then number three, two thousand seven Tiger. So Good company, but dude, his ball striking this year. I mean, like you said, he made a few more this week. It was still not a strength by any means, but man, just with an average putter, what he could have possibly done um, this year. Good news is, ball striking tends to be pretty, uh, pretty reliable for Scotty. Uh,
0: And then one other guy I just wanted to touch on, Rory McIlroy, who I believe I'm in a full blown relationship with now. Walked with him all four days last week. Seems like I walk with him every single round. Uh, Max Homa was giving me a hard time on the range Sunday. He's like, you going with us today? I'm like, no. He goes, oh, let me guess. Rory, you never leave his side. I was like, Max, don't get jealous. You're still my number one guy, dude. Don't worry. I'm, I'm still your guy. I just go where they tell me. It's not up to me. But this is another one. You know, he finishes fourth. Okay. And the way we were talking, we sound like he played like absolute shit. You know, missed a lot of opportunities. But I just think that shows you how much we respect his game, how good we think he is. I mean, the dude just, he has nine straight top nines. Right yeah. now. One one of them's a win, but in my opinion, like I think he's frustrated. Like he feels like he's just let so many tournaments get away. You go back to Memphis, he made the twenty footer on eighteen for Birdie on Sunday. Walk, misses the playoff by a shot, walks off the green, looks right at me and goes, Well, that's fucking typical. I mean, just like he, he just knows he's like, I should win these golf tournaments by four or five shots, and I'm just letting them get away. But he's heading into east like, okay. He's got three FedEx Cup titles. He kind of likes that place.
1: Uh gonna be tough to bet against him. We'll get into the betting here uh shortly, but with the odds and the staggered scoring, there's there's really only a few guys you're gonna pick. But between between Rory and Scotty this season, the amount of golf tournaments they potentially could have won, I mean, it, it's mind blowing. The way they both hit the golf ball, the stretches that they've both gone on. Rory's in it right now with the what, nine straight top nines. Scotty had it for a while with the top twelve streak. Um, it's been a joke, Tee to Green. From both of those guys. Um, speaking on one last, uh, I guess, item of note uh, that happened this week. Ryder Cup standings, we've been doing a lot of talk, a lot of hypotheticals, a lot of projections, all that stuff. Uh, a guy we've both had on the team. I still have on the team very easily. Uh, but Brooks Kepka officially out of the top six, will need a captain's pick from Zach Johnson. Any big deal or no on that? Some people will make it a big deal is why I'm asking.
0: You know, yeah, there, a lot of people are trying to make it a big deal. I think he's on the team. I think if you listen to what Zach said during our interview with him last week, I mean, he raved about how incredible it's been that, you know, he was even inside the top six with, with the number of events he had to count towards Rider Cup points. So I, I think he's in. I think it causes a lot of problems for Zach Johnson if he doesn't oh. pick him. And I don't think he wants that extra stress. Uh, I think, Nick, I, I sorry, I think um, Brooks is very good in the team room. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a beast. He shows up for the biggest moments. I would want him on the squad.
1: I, I think it's a zero. I mean, it's not even a factor for me, whether he's 6th, 7th, 5th, 4th, whatever. Brooks Koepka had very few uh, events to earn points this year. Won a major championship, runner-up in another one. I mean, if you don't take him on this team, it's just like this is a, these are political picks because there's no way you can argue that he's not one of the 12 best Americans that you want to go over there with. And a good point to you, I don't think there's a I think there are names that wouldn't fit in there in terms of like locker room issues. No one seems to have an issue with Brooks. Brooks, he wasn't bad-mouthing anybody on the way out. He's been playing practice rounds at the major championships with guys that are going to be on both sides of the Ryder Cup team. I think it's a nothing burger, but there's going to be people out there you know, making this, uh, I guess, a a topic of conversation. But Brooks is on that team, or I will eat my hat.
0: I got a big hat. I got a huge hat, hat,
1: dude. That'll make my tummy hurt. You have a visor. That's true. Um, It could be even tougher to
0: get down. It'll be interesting. I think next week we'll discuss more about who we think is going to be picked after the tour championship. Um, It's going to be a tough decision for Zach. He knows that. Um, There's going to be some very happy guys and some very upset guys, so I don't envy Zach having to make those phone calls. Um, But we'll just have to sit back and wait and see. And also, congratulations to hopefully future guest Nick Dunlap, who won the U.S. Amateur out at Cherry Hills, um, 4-3. and Incredible performance. The guy's a stud, man. And talk about a tough draw for the USGA and the U.S. Amateur. Him and Gordon Sargent, round of 64, right out of the gates. I mean, two of the favorites going in. Uh, Man, that just – that sucked to have to have one of them go home early. But I don't know if you saw this story real quick about Nick Dunlap, but he began the U.S. Amateur by playing the wrong ball on his third hole, okay? Four-putting his fifth hole. He's five over through seven in stroke play. I I mean, just absolute disaster. I mean, here's a guy – you got to go out. You got to make sure you get in the top 64, not the start you're looking for. Jeff Curl, who I know very well is his caddy, Played professional golf for a long time, took his yardage book, and on the eighth hole, he's five over through seven, wrote, this can be an amazing story if you let go and let it happen. Didn't tell him he did it. Just put it in there and then handed the yardage book back, saw it, and the man went on a tear, and now he is the 123rd U.S. Amateur Champion.
1: Hey, Jeff, you know what else could be an amazing story if I don't hit the wrong ball in the fairway?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Easy. Don't blame that on curl.
1: By the way, which is this. My, my my boy Drew Kittleson went up there, hit the wrong ball in the final hole of his first round of stroke play, too. And I was like, How do you, what are you doing? You played golf for a million years. It's just hard to believe that that stuff still happens. But to be five over through five, come back, make match play with a little room, you know, I guess, he, yeah, I shot one under on that thing. It so was right on the digit. Um, the first round match, like you mentioned with Gordon Sargent, I mean, just. Doctor, the scores first in, last out type situation. Maybe move those things one one spot so they don't have the opening round match together. But damn, he played good. That's a fun golf tournament to watch. Shout out Cherry Hills, uh, Denver showed up for that thing. There's a lot of people out there, and Neil Shipley as well, who Colt I'm pretty sure is in some way, shape, or form related to Andres Gonzalez.
0: I heard I A lot of those comparisons, and Pat Perez. I'm actually I, I'm sad we were on the same time they were, so I didn't get to see. Any of it. I saw the highlights, so I want to go back and watch that. But that's a life changer for him. He'll be teaming up the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open Championship. Really cool to see. And um, Just once again, congratulations. Hope to get him on the show soon. All right, let's get to some gambling because the playoffs are here and there is no better place to get in on the golf action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And this week, with the staggered scoring, we're going to do it a little different. We're going to pick you someone we think is going to win with the strokes and someone who's going to win just the outright 72-hole low score. So we give you a few options there. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use with a ton of different pre-tournament and in-play markets. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel is the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. We're on to Atlanta, the Tour Championship. This is it for all the marbles. Winner gets $18 million. And also one last shout out to Chicago. The fact that the PGA Tour doesn't go there every year is ridiculous. This city shows up. We need to come here every year. We need to go to Chicago, Boston, New York, Dallas, all the big sporting markets, Atlanta, Um, man, it's just, it's just, it hits different. That scene around 17 and 18 out there at Olympia fields was unbelievable.
1: They got some of the best golf courses in the United States and they got some golf starved fans too. Uh, so couldn't agree more. There's a lot of places they could even move that around in Chicago and they wouldn't have a bad golf course out of the lot. So yeah, shout out Chicago. That place looks, looked mint. All right.
0: Well, we're on to the tour championship. Staggered scoring. Scotty Scheffler is going to start at 10 under. Victor Hovland at 8, and they're just going to keep on going down the list. Um, obviously, a different one. Hard to bet, considering you're giving the best players in the world you know, an advantage and a disadvantage. But Eastlake, Atlanta, the place will be buzzing. It's supposed to be hotter than hell. No rain in the forecast. Temperatures between 98 and 101 all week, and that's without humidity. So, no good luck way. to me. Good luck to me. All right. I'm going with a guy. as my, As how the strokes are aligned, to be your winner. He's already won three of these FedEx Cup titles. He has mm. never once gone in East Lake as the number one seed and won. So I like that about him. Okay. This is what he likes. He's starting three shots back of Scotty Scheffler at seven under par. I mentioned earlier, he finished fourth last week. He's coming off nine straight top nines. He did have the win at the Scottish Open, plus 330 to win the FedEx Cup title. Give me my guy, Roy McElroy.
1: Okay. Like that. Where uh, these picks are going to get criticized for uh, not going out on a limb. But, hey, it's a handicapped system. What do you want us to do? The best dudes well, in the world are starting way ahead of everybody else. So that's the I, way it's going to be. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I don't expect some guy 200 to make up eight shots on Scotty Scheffler. I don't really see that happening. <laughs> if you want
1: to take Sepp Straka, by God, more power to you, I will tip my cap if he goes ahead and pulls that thing off. But, Colt, staying in line with kind of your philosophy, uh, I got the number one player in the world, and he's starting with a head start on everyone else, and there's only a handful of guys that are starting within five of them. I'll take Scotty Scheffler getting plus money. I mean, I just said, he's got just wrapped up the, the second best ball striking season in the history of the shot link era. Um, he, the putter has been what it's been. Good news is there's hitting it the way that he's been hitting it. If he continues to do that, there's only a couple people within like realistic shouting distance of him. I don't care how many putts you make. He's going to hit it damn good the whole time. So I'll take Scotty Scheffler at plus 135 with a, with a head start.
0: My one concern is the scar tissue. Last year had a six shot lead heading into yeah. Sunday. Roy McIlroy chased him down but scotty Scheffler continues to get better and better if he makes anything it's over there's no doubt about that all right as far as low 72 hole score this guy's an east lake specialist loves this place won the tour championship his rookie year going off at 14 to one give me the x-man xander Shoffley.
1: loves this place tears this place apart always a good bet for the low 72 holes i'm gonna go my guys coming in at the same the same odds I believe he's uh, finished top six in the first two playoff events. Only one round over 70 uh, during that time. He was a couple holes away from being right there at the end this past week. But everything in his game looks really good. I expect a big week from him. Give me Max Homa, 18 to 1 without the shots.
0: Yeah, he's turned it around. Uh, yeah. Him, Mark Blackburn, got it dialed back in. His caddy Joe Griner told me, I mean, he's driving it the best he's ever seen him. And that's huge around East Lake. You know, Narrow fairways, that deep Bermuda rough. So love Max this week. Um he he could definitely make some noise. Make sure you go to fanDuel dot com slash subpar and sign up with the number one sports book. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline: ma.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia one 800 next step or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777. Or visit ccpgorg chat in Connecticut. one 800 9 with it in Indiana. one 800 4700 Or visit KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770 STOP in Louisiana or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. All right, let's get to our interview this week. We've got an Oklahoma State Cowboy. He is a beauty. We get to learn a lot about him because, you know, honestly, we didn't know a ton about him, but he finished 74th on the FedEx Cup in his rookie season, a really solid season. Just missed out on those playoffs. We got Austin Eckrow joining us on the subpar. Here we go.
1: All right, folks, we got Edmund North's finest with us here today. He's a four-time All-American at OK State. Just wrapped up a very nice rookie campaign on the PJ Tour. Got a big career ahead of him, so it's time to get to know him a little bit better. Austin Eckroat is in the house. How are we doing,
2: Eck? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh looking forward to it. Thanks. Thanks well, for real coming.
0: quick, let's just get to it. You know, you're you're about 15 minutes late because you're out dummying one of our loyal listeners, Hayden Wood uh what, what was going on there you told him he had to get be done at a certain time was there some presses involved what was going on
2: yeah we we're playing a game banker um i'm sure you guys are you know you know the game yes. pretty well but so yeah i told him i was only gonna play nine and then whole nine comes around and he's getting beat pretty bad so uh <laughs> encouraged me to continue playing and then as you know told me to tell you guys to bump it back 30 minutes and um I ended up having to leave on sixteen up a pretty good amount. So I think he's a little butthurt.
0: <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> hey, his, his his t- yeah. His his wife will bring him his coffee on time in the morning. Everything oh, yeah. will be fine.
2: Exactly. His text
1: messages when I was like, dude, we gotta we gotta get going here. And he's like, dude, no like he was so uh, I was like, Are you, he's either winning a shitload right now or he's getting bodied and he needs a few more holes. <laughs> so good to hear that it was the latter. All bets are final, by the way, after sixteen. So make sure you oh, collect yeah. on that.
2: Yeah, the game changes on sixteen in our game anyways. We play Texas Wolf, so The game was final at that point.
1: No,
0: I like it. Well, well, before we get to to the start of your pro career a little bit, I want to talk about your high school because Edmund North, I've I've heard 10 straight 6A state titles in golf. I mean, that's just insane.
2: Yeah, so my freshman year was the 10th in a row. And um, I think the guys that started it would have been, so that first year was Kevin Tway and Robert Strepp. So, I mean, we had a, a really good run in between there. And we've had a ton of players come through. And, um, sadly it ended my sophomore year, but then we wanted again my junior and senior year. So they've, it's, uh, I don't even know why it is. We have a great, you know, local golf course around here. And I think guys just, you know, they, like, I wanted to be like Nick Hyden and Hayden Wood when I was growing up, you know, cause they were three years older than I was. And I think they wanted to be like Kevin Tway. So I think it's just kind of, you know, that's how it works in this little community. We have golf's pretty big. So, I mean, really is crazy when you think about it. Timor.
0: I've never, I've
2: never heard anything like it.
1: Yeah. That's a good golf state too. They got some dudes. Was Kevin Tway also valedictorian? Is that is that correct? Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, I think he was in college <laughs> as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's nice, uh, Liz. Very nice. Yeah. Just a little love for Kev. Just a little right, well, love. And also, you, you committed to Oklahoma State as a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I mean you didn't want to maybe explore, maybe take some yeah. good recruiting trips, nothing?
2: Yes, I grew up an Oklahoma State fan. We had my dad had season tickets when we were growing up. So I always wanted to play there. And, um, basically as soon as they showed any interest, I committed, I don't even know if they gave me an offer yet at that time, but I just committed. And, um, but yeah, so I, it really happened right before the state championship. And I actually went on to, um, clip Hayden by one at that state championship at well to win it. So, um, that's why he used to hate me when we were growing up, but we're friends now.
0: All of our listeners have <laughs> got to be think like, who the hell's Hayden Wood? Who's, who's or, Hayden Wood? Yeah. You'll never know who he is. It's fine. Hit him, <laughs> hit
2: him on
1: Instagram and remind him of this. Reminding yeah. him of, of all these things. Uh, I gotta hear though. So you commit early, but your recruiting trip. I was reaching out, talked to a few of your buds. This recruiting trip. Apparently, you show up a little banged up in the face. <laughs> tell tell me about this.
2: Yeah, that probably was a few times, sadly. Um, but the the man. Oh, the. Yeah, my yeah. official visit, yeah. The so my caddy, my caddy now, he was my best friend growing up, uh, Stone Coburn. Um, We were over at a buddy's house, and we were chest boxing, you know, just chest shots. And uh, I think I got him pretty good on one, and he just clocks me in the nose and um, broke my nose. So on my, my official visit, I had to have surgery to fix my nose, and I was wearing a nose cast. And uh, it was a good intro into Oklahoma State, I guess, it would be a – it was funny.
0: Well, I got I got two questions here. One, yeah. I've never heard of chess boxing. Y'all just do it different, yeah. in Oklahoma. But two, I mean, yeah. that's obviously got to be breaking the rules, punching oh, yeah. you in the nose.
2: No, that was definitely a, a cheap shot, as one would call it. Yeah, so chess boxing is just below the neck, above the belt, boxing okay. until one guy gives up. Yeah, we <laughs> that's what we did in high school. So not a whole lot to do in Oklahoma.
1: Just dudes being dudes, dude. just punch each other in the chest over and over until someone gets pissed and hits you in the face, so you get a broken nose. That's it.
2: That's yep, the game. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. exactly how it goes.
1: And you show up, it yeah, you still... got to wear the nose guard on your trip. Tough look for the lady. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. No, I had I had a nose cast, I mean, for, I mean, it was a, an extremely long time, longer than you'd think. And it was sadly during over my uh, official visit, so. Mm. That's amazing.
0: Looks good amazing. now, Looks good Give us a little idea of what life in Stillwater was like. Going to Oklahoma State, obviously, small town. um, You know, the whole city is based around that university. But what was school like there?
2: It was awesome. I mean, um, first two years were a lot of fun. And then, you know, 2020, my junior year was kind of when COVID happened. But so it's really fun the way it works out, though. You go to dinner and the whole restaurant is students. You know, it's like it's the only people in this or during the school year that are there really are, are the students, and it's just a really fun atmosphere. Obviously, it's a small town, there's not a lot going on, but we have a few um, music festivals throughout the year. Um, a lot of country guys, whenever they're coming up, I mean, we used to see Parker McCollum for free when we were in, sk- in school, and um, you know, just a, it's a really fun campus and just the, the city itself.
1: What's the one music festival? Is it calf, calf fry or yeah. something like that, Cal right? Fry. That's like yeah, the one
2: calf, everyone talks about. Please yeah, loves
0: calf fries. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cow nuts, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Is that what
1: that is? I do not even know. I, I think said, I
2: yeah. Fries, cow nuts, dude. Bulls nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a week long, um, just music festival basically. And, um, all the college kids get there, you know, early in the morning and it's this dirt parking lot that turns into just mud and it's just music playing all day long giant speakers and then everybody goes in the festival at night it's it's really fun but it was uh frowned upon for us to go to is probably uh, the, the way to put it. <laughs> frowned it was upon. right before right yeah, before so
0: okay that's fair gotta, yeah. gotta stay folks yeah. tell us a little bit about karsten creek because I mean, I've played that golf course. It's absolutely brutal. But for y'all, I mean, as as being a part of the team, I mean, y'all basically have free reign of the place. You can play in mm-hmm. t shirt and gym shorts. It's incredible. I mean, there's nothing better than yeah. that.
2: No, Carson's awesome. I mean, um, they're actually tearing it down in the beginning of October, complete oh, wow. course redo. But it's, not, it's yeah, too easy. Just, just the free, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The freedom we had out there was great. Um, you know, it didn't get much play. And um, yeah, we would just show up and, you know, you didn't. there was, I mean, some sort of a dress code you couldn't go and you couldn't take your shirt off or anything in practice. But for the most part, it was really laid back and we could just go and play 18 holes in an hour. You know, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And it's a great golf course. It was really lucky for us to have that as our own course in college. Does
1: does it help or hurt your confidence to play a golf course as hard as Karsten every single day? On the one hand, it's like everything else seems easier, but also mm-hmm. you like, I'm just trained to shoot 75s all the time.
2: Yeah, we, we always talked about it either it makes you a fantastic driver that golf course does because, you know, the fairways aren't super narrow, but, you know, you hit a ball offline, it's gone and um, basically playing down OB on both sides. So we always said it either makes you a fantastic driver or it gives you the driver yips. So there's one end or the other.
0: <laughs> I've heard about a few of those guys that have oh, gone yeah, there's, the wrong way. A few. Oh, yeah. yeah. You obviously, I mean, Oklahoma State just loaded with studs every single year. Who is the uh, three or four years? Who is the easiest money?
2: Easiest money. Aman Gupta.
0: Mm. <laughs> Aman Gupta. I
2: am in i do not know. know much about a, him. He's a good buddy of mine. He's still play, he plays professionally. He's uh, a year younger than I was and uh, a great player. He was on our team most of the time, but me and him played every day. So that's he'll he'll get a kick out of me saying that because I'm Perfect. sure he took a lot of money off me as well.
1: <laughs> i seen I mean, him. He made a run or two at a US Amateur somewhere along the line and I yeah, saw him he's... out there. But I mean, dude, there's no easy money on that team. Like, from the time you started freshman to senior year, can you go through, like, who are the guys that are on PGA Tour or Corn Ferry right now?
2: Oh, we got a lot. We had, um, just on my freshman year, we had on the PGA Tour now, Chris Ventura lost his card, but he's playing all on the Corn Ferry Tour this year, but Victor, Hovland, Matt Wolf, Sam Stevens, um, Then Brendan Jelly's on the Corn Fairy Tour. Who else is on the Corn Fairy Tour? I mean, I'm sure there's a couple more in there. And then just throughout, I mean, we got guys on DP World Tour um, throughout my later years and, you know, a couple guys on Live as well. So we got players all over the place.
0: I got to ask about Victor. So he comes Mm -hmm. over from Norway. Obviously, a lot of people know about his music, the Javi Metal. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. Did he make you all listen to that nonsense?
2: Well, so I lived with him for two years. Oh God! So he would—I mean, most of the time he was wearing headphones, but sometimes he'd walk in. He's cooking something, and it was just the worst music you've ever heard in your entire life, just on full blast.
0: And for the people that don't know, if you don't know, I mean, it's—it's it's death metal, headbanging, it's yes. Can you confirm he owns Black Lipstick?
2: Cannot confirm, but <laughs> but he showed me a couple of those music videos. And oh my God! The music video—if you watch it, listen to it with a music video you'd think this guy's just not right
1: yeah it gets him on like a blacklist with that. anyone that watches that they're like keep an eye on this kid yeah yeah this guy's shit going on in his head he's got some demons you live with uh wolf too right for a couple years all right if you had to compare just from a roommate perspective who's a better roommate
2: well wolf and i talk more um me and wolf are like best friends right whenever we got in school still are now um but we basically were did everything together. Him and I did, and then Victor. It was kind of different. He's playing a PGA tour schedule, and I'm still college playing the college schedule. So, I mean, Victor is probably a little messier. Matt's a little cleaner, but overall, both were great.
0: I love it. What a what a lineup you, yeah. Victor and Matt. Damn,
2: Used I mean, I've done so many interviews solely about those two. Not a single question about about my <laughs> when I was in college. What was it like? Your two roommates being the, the top twenty in the world. Well, well we're gonna do to the next forty
1: minutes about Victor. So, that what's his favorite color,
2: dude? <laughs> Tell us more t-
0: about. <laughs> we're done with you. We're actually just talking talk grown, about that. What's on Victor now? What's he like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what, let's talk about your your first season though out there. You just finished seventy fourth on the FedEx. Just missed the playoffs. Um, here here in Memphis. I mean, obviously, I I say it all the time. I mean, when they changed it from 125 to 70, it's such a massive deal. And if I would have told you at the start of your rookie season, Austin, you're going to finish 74th, keep your card, what would you have said?
2: I would have taken it for sure. I mean, it's just there's – especially coming out in the rookie category, you don't get in everything. You know, you're kind of behind the eight ball to start. Um, It's just, honestly, you know, it's an accomplishment to keep your card. And um, so I played well at times this year there was obviously time i missed seven cuts in a row but i mean you just kind of get in a slump but you have to keep playing as a rookie and um but really just a a solid year it came down it was really close at the end i don't know how i mean it was just a couple points and just look back it's like oh that's just one of my weeks i was playing well it's just one more putt going in you know it's it's crazy how close it is but the 120 i mean we were joking around at uh Sedgefield that if this was any other year i might have you know, taking this week off to get ready for the playoffs, you know, but this being the first year it was, I mean, it's just a uh, different, but you know, obviously I'm still in a good position and um, get to play this fall. So lots of golf still ahead.
1: What was it like those last two weeks? Cause you went into the Wyndham You were the 70th guy. I mean, you, it's impossible. Yeah. I don't care what people say, go out there, play it like any other week. It's like yeah. every single hole birdie or bogey. You're like, I wonder what that does. I wonder if I'm 68 yeah. now or whatever, how tough was it to go out there? And really the last two weeks for you, you know, you were, like, that's where all the jockeying goes on.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a different environment I've, than I've been in. Um, I really felt like I was playing, you know, like it wasn't at the front of my mind. Um, and I was just kind of hitting some poor golf shots. But, you know, it's hard to say that there wasn't any influence of the, you know, the stress of being number 70. Um, but really, I played well, and I, you know, just made a few mistakes. Like, the the game was there. It was just... Um, it was just different. I mean, it's definitely a different, like I said, environment, you know, playing in than I really ever have been.
0: It's just, I mean, I, I just said I tell people all the time you don't realize how big a difference it is one twenty five to seventy. I mean, there's some guys that play really nice, solid golf all year round, like just like you did. You finished seventy fourth, so I mean, yeah. hats off to a good, solid rookie season. Um, Thank you. Great things coming coming ahead, but when you Obviously, I think it's different for you because, like you said, you roomed with Matt Wolf and Victor Hovland, two of the best players in the world. But throughout the year, were you paired with anyone that just kind of like blew you away? You're like, my god, this guy is good.
2: Yeah, I played. Um, I played with Tony Finau at, at Travelers this year, and um, he was just the first one that popped to my brain. I played with a lot of very good golfers this year, but um, he didn't play that well that day. But you know, fantastic attitude on the golf course, one, but also just. I mean, he hits the golf ball so good. I mean, it's unbelievable how good he hits the golf ball. And um, and you know, he's got he's swinging at eighty percent at best, and he's just smashing it by you. It's I mean, it's really incredible to watch him play golf. Um, but for the most part, early on in the year, I'm playing with guys I played with on the Corn Fairy Tour, you know, in your category. So really, my only chances of the weekends. And um, but there's so many good golfers out there. I mean, it's it's really fun to compete with those guys
1: what was your first year like like not necessarily in terms of the competition just the experience as a whole like your expectations oh, i'm a rookie on the pj tour here we go all right now you're through it you got a full season basically yeah. under your belt how did it stack up to what you expected
2: yeah i mean i think i really um obviously you have high expectations going into the year you know wanting to be rookie of the year obviously i'm not gonna win that anymore but um you know looking back and i think i had a really really solid season i mean i like I've I missed seven cuts in a row and then I was able to come back from that and play really well when I needed to. And, um, it was just, a, it, it's, it's very hard to win. You know, I went and had Byron Nelson. I had a, I was tied for the lead going in the last round and shot a bogey for three, six under and, and lost, you know, it's just, there's, it, it's hard to win. So it's hard to, you know, set this rookie year of being a win would have been, you know, an accomplishment, which it would have, but, you know, I think just the, continuing or keeping my card and progressing the way I was progressing. I'm very, very happy with how the season went.
0: Well, you did set one record and it's not one you're going to be proud of, but you know, throughout the season, we started this CBS stroll or walk and talk, whatever you want to call it. Oh
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You did do it with us at Memorial on the 13th hole. Yeah. And unfortunately, Austin, you made the only double bogey of anyone we mic'd up throughout the whole season. So I'm sorry, but we will send you a nice Frank Nabilo autograph bobblehead or something like that.
2: Perfect. That's just what I need. That. that
1: double could have been the difference on the year, yeah, dude. Was. You got to freaking talk and entertain yeah. everybody. You know what I mean? They should send you a check. I was, I, mean, I... I was not involved.
0: I was not involved.
1: Trying to be Mister Razzle Dazzle. All of a sudden, you make dub. That's that's tough too. That was that, when that thing first came out, I was like, "This will be sweet when dudes are knocking it on par fives and two and two yeah. button or making eagle or something." I was like, "Wait for the first little snappy off the tee, and a dude's got to reload and he's got to talk through it." Right after that, I was like, that's gonna yeah, be a little it,
2: issue. it was. It was not the the interview that was the issue. It was." Just horrible timing on the fact that I actually hit a fairly decent drive and it ended up in just a terrible spot. Awful. And, I mean, I there. I mean, deep, rough, off a of straight up slope, and then I compounded errors. But it was funny though because I had hit it great all day long, and then just that. oh.
0: Well, we got absolutely for <laughs> it. They're like, this guy's tied for 200. second place. You put the headphones in and immediately make double bogey because you aren't talking yeah. to him. I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Calm down but
2: I saw Billy Horschel did it this week and he made birdie on the hole so it's not it's not the the interview yeah we actually
0: had a really nice record um our our producer texted it to us the other day it was pretty interesting to see most guys played really well with it in yeah Um, like you said you just got really unlucky with that lie on the tee shot
2: yeah if you hit it down the fairway and then have a basic number I mean it's not going to change anything but whenever you're out of position obviously it's a more difficult
0: is that something though like you're you you think players should be more willing to do I mean it's great obviously like for ping it gets them more exposure um it gives people to know who you are
2: yeah I thought it was great I mean honestly even though I doubled the hole I definitely got you know more uh publicity and you know just I think the whole thing's fantastic I, I think guys should do it obviously it's gonna be harder to get guys that are you know already so well recognized to do it but I think it's fantastic I really like it and I think it's Even whenever I've been at home and watching someone do it, I think it's very entertaining. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, props to you for doing it. I mean, in that situation, trying to win for the first time—that was one of the highlights of the year. Was that Byron Nelson? Like you mentioned, you had some low lights, like with the missed cuts in a row. In your game, what is it that dictates which type of week you're going to have? Like you're one of the best drivers in golf, so I I assume it's not that. Is it the putter that's like week to week, or what? What dictates how the week's going to go?
2: Yeah, typically it's always drivers. Always been pretty solid and for me, um, but the weeks that I do miss the cut, it's the weeks that I'm not putting in the fairway. I mean, that's really, um, I feel like I either hit 12 to 14, or not 14 fairways, but you know, 10 to 12 fairways around or I hit six, you know, and it's kind of hot and cold with that throughout this year, which typically hasn't been a thing in my past. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest difference from amateur golf, college golf, uh, corn fairy tour versus PGA tour is how important it is to be in the fairway. I mean, it is such a, you know, I mean, you have to be to get to the whole locations. The greens are firm. I mean, just everything about it. And then I'm a streaky putter on top of that. So, you know, the weeks that I was matched up with, you know, driving it in the rough and then struggling with the putter, it was just no chance.
0: <laughs> do you, I gotta because I, I followed your group a couple of times this year and talking to Hayden, I mean, everybody just raves about how cool, calm and collected
2: you are. Do you get nervous at all? I do get nervous for sure. Um, you don't show it. I don't get nervous. Like I know, guys get nervous on first tees. I don't get nervous on first tees. Um, I get nervous on Fridays because I spend a lot lot of my time hanging around that cut line. And um, obviously at Byron Nelson, I was extremely nervous. But I I do think that's something I do pretty well. Is the I I have a pretty level head, and um, I've always been complimented on that. And something that I you know continue to you know try to maintain for sure.
0: How much fun is Friday afternoon hanging around the cut line? Nothing better.
2: Uh nothing better nothing better than being early morning you know finishing up on what's the projected cut and just waiting all day long
0: makes the nap easy
2: oh gosh yeah just one more birdie is all you're thinking about and you would have just Mm -hmm. been chilling
1: (laughs) just smashing refresh over and over oh yeah breaks oh it's so beautiful it's so beautiful what another one of your highlights of the year u.s open highlighted the super highlight was the little 29 burger on the front on Sunday uh I was there and I was watching the putt did you know at the time that putt for 28 lowest uh nine hole score in major championship history
2: I did not I did not know it was for the lowest score I didn't realize that I was I mean I didn't realize until after the round that I had tied it but um man I hit a good putt I don't know if you saw the putt it was uh one of those putts from 12 feet that when you miss it statistically, I should not lose strokes. You know, I think that's where stroke skiing gets a little skewed at times. Playing twelve footer with twelve feet of break, but it was uh, crazy. It was just one of those moments where I was just asleep. Felt like I was blacked out. Everything was going in. It was so fun.
0: Those are those are fun days. That was an impressive, not so a you. really good week. Um, Thank I got you. if you could looking back at your season, you know, you got you got a three four week off season, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What's the one part of the game you'll focus on the most?
2: It's always been, for me, the short game, you know, chipping, putting. Um, You know, if I can just clean up a few strokes around the green, and I've improved on that significantly. I mean, I was a very poor chipper throughout college and, you know, in the last couple of years, and I've gotten to where I'm, you know, mediocre at best. And um, it's just, you know, the difference between chipping into four feet and two feet is huge. And just continuing to work on that area, and then uh, obviously just the... The maintenance on the the full swing because I feel like that's you know where I strive, but definitely short game is where you see these guys out here. They are so good around the greens.
1: Yeah, you're mediocre. These Oklahoma State guys aren't afraid to just bash on their own chipping. I uh, think Victor's <laughs> like I suck. Yeah, I'm I'm mediocre at best. Luckily, you guys hit it like gods. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask you, are you are you ready to enjoy a little time off? I think you played 27 events this year yeah. on tour. That's a big that's a big load, and then. Here you are, you're texting before, like, yo, I'm just finishing up some golf, and then you just told me you're playing the Oklahoma Open? Yeah. You're going to play your state Open? The other good dudes in that, God, I hate to see that, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, so the Oklahoma Open, luckily, is in my backyard. I live on the golf course that it's played at, so it's almost, I almost have to play, you know? Um, but, yeah, I was kind of, at first, was planning on not picking up the clubs this week, and then kind of getting after it, but there's some areas I do want to improve on, and you know, it's a short off season. I don't really have time to, you know, take a month off and get after it. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to Oklahoma a lot. Oklahoma Open a lot. You know, it's the course I grew up on, so uh, it'll be fun. And uh, you re- ride carts. It's, it'll just be like playing at home. So, um, what's, the,
0: what's the purse at the Oklahoma Open?
2: Oh man, I don't know. I think 10, 10 grand of the winner. So whatever mm, that I'll... math equals out to. Mm,
1: okay. Oh, the Jiggy jacker. Be... All the to Jicky guys big. are gonna hate seeing your name.
2: It used to be pretty good because I remember, like Ernie Els used to play in it. I think it used to be a pretty big purse, you know, 20 years ago or so.
1: State Opens, dude. That's where, those opens. where careers are made, bud. You're gonna <laughs> have a lot of PGA Tour titles. You only get, you know, you don't know know when the last time you get a chance to get that OK Open. Yeah, is Hayden playing? Exactly you you're still based.
0: Say what? Is Hayden playing the Oklahoma Open? He is. Oh, you no, know, he okay. is.
2: Perfect. That's, That's why he's we're gonna
1: need. Live <laughs> scoring, yeah. We will be on the phone live scoring updates on this. There will be some interested parties. And you're still based out of Oklahoma. A lot of the Oklahoma guys opt to stay there. It's not ideal in the winter, but like, who's your games right now? You go you go home, you want to on an off week, and you want to yeah. play and stay competitive. Who are you playing with?
2: We have a ton of guys out at the club I play at. We've got, I would say we have 20 guys playing professionally at the club I play, you know, on all different um, consistently 20 guys. We probably have 30 members that aren't here as, as frequent as well, but um, typically, I don't know if you guys know Quake Cummins. He's on the Corn Ferry Tour, OU grad. And then, um, Jonathan Brightwell and, um, who else did we play with? Brad Dahlke, you know, Tyson Reader. There's all these guys that have gone through the Oklahoma schools. And, um, we all just love it here. Super e- easy lifestyle. I mean, no added stressors. We don't have traffic. It's just, when we come home, it feels like we're home, you know?
0: Well, we're, when we had a couple beers last year, you were talking about maybe... Coming to Scottsdale in the winter,
2: yeah. yeah we're still birdie. Yeah, we're still thinking about it. Um, you know, we're in a situation right now where it's like we either have to, you know, make it pretty tight and you know do somewhere we'd split time, or we would sell here and go over there. and We still haven't made up our minds yet. So well,
0: good. We'll see. Good news. Good news is Austin, I actually have a house on the market at the moment. Yes, I'll nice. only fleece you a little bit. Not too bad. <laughs> it's right down the road from Whisper Rock and TPC. So Perfect. Just, just throw that out there for you. Talk right.
2: to your wife about it. Yeah, yeah, she's the one making the decision for sure. So,
1: <laughs> and we need some more good golfers around here. Yeah. There's just, yeah, it's hard to get a
2: game. It's hard to get a game. Yeah, there's no good golfers in Arizona.
1: Huh? <laughs> no,
0: I'm starving. They keep coming. We're so annoying. For them. They're, they're trying to pick off my pigeons too. Hayden's got a hold of Jamie Stoweit, and I, can, and I just, I, I lost. That's him. the I problem. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, that was that's my little ATM guy.
1: You get one dude that's easy money, then all of a sudden the, the vultures just start coming. Like, oh, you want a game tomorrow and the next seventeen Thursdays in a row? Yeah, and then you don't get it anymore.
2: Actually, I got to play with. I went out there right before the sunny open. I played with Jamie, like a few of the members out there, and it was just a blast. So fun. West Rock is incredible.
0: Good spot. We would we would love to He's have special. you special someday. um so should we get to the e nine?
1: Yes, let's do it. This shouldn't have, be any fun at all. I'm very interested in some of these.
0: All right, so we'll start off. We ask this to everyone. You can uh, be someone else for a day in in the life of anyone over the history of time. Who would it be?
2: Justin Bieber. That guys, had oh. a pretty good go at it.
0: Okay, that's a first.
2: <laughs> yeah, he had a
1: he had a lot of years where there's probably some good days. See, that yeah.
0: one's doable. Greg Chalmers recently said Taylor Swift, and that would just was kind of awkward.
2: I don't think I could do what Taylor Swift's so doing. My wife went to one of the concerts. She she said she performed for three and a half hours and had yeah. six more shows that week.
0: Forty four songs. She wouldn't that even is meet with. She wouldn't even meet with Travis Kelsey. She doesn't meet, do any meet and greets before or after.
2: I mean, how could you? For three after three and a half hours, I just go to bed. Yeah, Travis took the
1: time to make up a little friendship bracelet with his phone number on it. He's yeah. going to shoot his shot. He's like, no, dog. I know this is your stadium. He you wins Super Bowls, but uh, can't get back there. Sleaze is just oh, getting his looked.
0: vocal cords warmed up after three and a half hours.
1: <laughs> three and a half. That's a warm up, dog. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Taylor. Uh, all right. Beaver. I think that might be the first Bieber. That's yeah. a good one. That's
0: very understandable. What was your nickname and who gave it to you?
2: Uh, it was SFB for uh shit for brains from uh, zach boshew who i think gave it to me Yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> i used to come up with the funniest i thought they were hilarious would you rather's I'm not going to give any examples and yeah the, the, then the nickname shit for brains started happening so.
0: <laughs> oh that's great
2: <laughs> shit for brains we've had cockbite. these are good these are yep. good
1: yeah. The Would You Rather mm-hmm. game, by the way, is spectacular. That's what we should change. It's the, the it's, the greatest,
2: it's the greatest game on the planet.
1: You can learn a lot about a fellow yeah, quick. You can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Quickly. <laughs> some friendships can end. Uh, okay. and die oh, yeah. Quickly. In mm-hmm. uh, some car rides. All right, this one. I have the answer on the other side, but I need to know yours. Who do you think is more of a natural model in the Michael Kors photo shoots? You or Bo Hostler who you think and sells
2: pro- it? Who sells it better? Is that yeah, guy?
1: like who's kind of owning it, you know?
2: Man, I was, we did a photo shoot together. I had no idea what I was doing. Bo acted like this was his 100th time behind a camera. So, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Bo. It's <laughs> great. Uh, he's
1: a little model. Oh, California
2: kid. He's like,
1: yeah, uh, shooting yeah, on that, the beach. Just
2: another day for him.
1: Oh, God, it was good. I, I texted him. I was like, I'm going to ask Austin, what do you think? And he's like, oof. Photo finish, he said. But I'd lean towards me and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're more in your element out there.
2: Yeah. All right, N- next next one. Simple.
0: Really simple. <laughs> do you have any mm-hmm. tattoos?
2: I do. Can you yeah. can
0: you tell us about it, maybe?
2: Yeah. So hmm. Hmm. Nick hinen buddy of mine, who caddies for Matt Wolf. Um we went to the same high school and we were working out one day in December, so there's no golfing going on. And uh we were at Qdoba and he goes, would you ever get a tattoo? I was like, yeah, probably. And he was like, let's just go like make an appointment or something. So we drove to this local, you know, tattoo place in Oklahoma city. And there, we were just asking about, you know, availability coming up and they were like, yeah, we actually have two spots in an hour. And so both him and I have horrible tattoos that we designed in an hour. And that's, it's, Can uh, you
0: describe it for us? Yeah, let's hear about it.
2: I have a a map of the world right underneath Michael Kors, so it's uh it was it's hilarious though. So I it was like in their booklet, you know. I'm just scrolling through their booklet, like what am I gonna get? And um, so I picked it out, and they initially drew the stencil, and it was my whole chest. <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to shrink that down." And they're like, "Well, we're gonna have to lose a couple islands if we do that." And I was like, "That is okay." So you and AJ,
0: you and AJ McCarran, just full chest (laughs) tat.
2: Oh god! What's funny too is it's just the it's just the outline too. So it's like barely any ink, just of the of the the map of the Earth. We gotta lose
1: a few countries if we shrink it. I don't know who cares about Antarctica. They're fine.
2: Yeah, Hawaii's non-existent. On the, love it on my map how, so i heard about this too how did
1: you pick i didn't know the whole story though how did you pick the like yeah, when you're scrolling through the book you're like yeah i just i want the world on my chest
2: of uh of all the how, things i don't know how many booklets at tattoo parlors you've looked through but there wasn't a whole lot of great options for a guy who <laughs> really wasn't sure about getting a tattoo and um it was funny though because nick went first and he he was like you're gonna back out you're gonna back out and i was like all right, now I got to do it, you know, so. Hey, ended up, ended up good, with a tattoo on my chest.
0: Good for you. Does, does the wife love it? Loves she, when you take your shirt
2: off? Yeah, absolutely loves it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like trying to get it covered up and she's like, no, you're removing it. So looks like no more ink in my future. Okay.
1: Fair. Don't, why would you cover it up? It's sick. Yeah. Got the it's whole it's world got a great story. Chest.
2: Yeah. Everybody's always like, what's it mean? And I was like, there's literally... Nothing. No meaning behind it. They're like, I don't believe you. I'm like, no, I can't. I promise you. There's we just finished no- doing
1: chess boxing, figured we might as well get a tattoo. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just normal shit. That's good. All right. Um, next one. This one's concerning to me. Uh, are you the only OSU alum ever in the history who elected to get married during Bedlam?
2: Oh. Aiden Wood no. also got married on Bedlam. Who did? Aiden Wood
1: whoa that doesn't surprise me he's not a sports case he just does whatever his wife says
2: so what happened with ours is osu ou has always been on the weekend after thanksgiving and then so we had planned out our wedding you know after covid there was tons of weddings and there was only one date available that was not going to be on bedlam and fit the golf schedule to not be over q school and um man my my wife considered canceling our wedding not canceling, but postponing. Yeah, over...
0: it. Found somebody better. <laughs> yeah.
2: Found somebody better, yeah. yeah, who doesn't have a tattoo on his chest. Oh,
0: what bad luck that is. And...
2: Uh, I know. Yeah, it's always... It's, it's, it's always been the last game of the season, and it was not.
0: Were you, like, when in between got... vows, being like, okay, did hey, anybody score?
2: Oh, we, we would look back, and everybody was on their phone watching the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the
1: the priest just erupts in the middle of the deal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Does anybody object? Exactly. Honestly, Fake nobody's six. watching.
2: <laughs> What's funny, it's too, just... is she went to OU, I went to OSU, so we're, you know, house oh. divided anyways, and then, um, you know, that little pretty good.
0: That's got to be fun. Does that get intense at all?
2: Um, She slowly turned into an OSU fan, I tell her, but she does not oh. agree. So, oh. it's, uh, you know, luckily for our relationship, there's not going to be many OSU-OU games in the future. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that makes for a rough anniversary when yeah. one of you is just butt hurt beyond belief. Exactly.
0: <laughs> is it my turn? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah okay. You, you can fire. All right. Freshman year, you and Matt yeah. Wolf went out for a fraternity. Better frat mm-hmm. bro, you or Matt Wolf?
2: Oh, uh, he was. And what
0: frat was it?
2: We were Fijis at Oklahoma State. He was definitely more involved. I would say, I was uh I milked being on the golf team to get out of things a lot, but he, uh, he was definitely, I would say he was better, better fraternity brother than I was. That's gotta be
0: tough doing, doing the frat stuff, workouts and everything practice and yeah, school. Oof. It was,
2: and it was funny though. So like my uh, first semester, I wasn't traveling cause I, I hadn't made the team yet and he was, so I was, you know, way more involved then. But, um, yeah it was it was a lot but i'm but i'm so glad we did it it was um especially for him i knew a lot of people that went to oklahoma state being 45 minutes from here but matt didn't have any any friends at oklahoma state and it was a really good i, I think it was a great friend And we're still really close with a lot of our pledge brothers nice yeah
1: that's beautiful could have got the fiji yeah. chat on the ankle yeah that's always good just as you get right, older that right gets cooler up, i'll just
2: put it right in oklahoma on my chest just, yeah yeah
0: it's a nice addition yeah.
1: yeah would be uh all right last one for me do you what's your what's your structure like with your caddy stone do you have to pay extra if you end up puking in his bed
2: oh Oh boy! god yeah that was uh that is that a little bonus check for the kid yeah so we were at a monday qualifier in hawaii on that (laughs) yeah that was a an entertaining night yeah please
0: you dug deep man you get personal
2: I, I forgot yeah, about dude, some of we're, these stories.
1: We're peeling back the layers, dude. The, the world needs to know Austin. You yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah, coming. there
2: was, there was a lobby bar and we uh got a little too deep into the to the bar. My
1: ties. Free drinks. Dude, Hawaii is sneaky. I've seen it happen to great talents down mm-hmm. there. You get like you're in the islands, you want a little island drink, you don't realize how quickly those things just tomahawk you um. and then all of a sudden it's coming back. Been asked to leave a few places, maybe allegedly. Down there, it can happen. Luckily, that was that. luckily
2: that was our last night. So sorry to our, yeah, get the <laughs> sorry get the out, <laughs> maintenance people.
0: All right, <laughs> yeah. Last one. Uh, okay, obviously your wife's your favorite thing on the planet, but two of yep. your other things are TikTok and Zens. You have to give up one. Which would it be?
2: I'm right now. I'm working off of the Zens, so that would be the the first to go. And I'm trying. I've set up that timer on TikTok. There's like a timer you can set it at to where it'll like notify you you've been on so long, and you have to put in a passcode. And sadly, (laughs) that passcode has not yet slowed me down.
0: What what kind of time limit we are we trying to give ourselves?
2: So it's a 40 minute timer, and it's for the whole day. And that's uh, not bad. No, and. I mean I'm it's bad. I'm on TikTok way too much. But when we're on the road, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, you're uh, sitting talk? in your hotel I mean, room. There, it's like I'm either gonna scroll Twitter or I'm gonna scroll or I guess X now, but X or you know, TikTok. So
0: I I think that's stupid uh, by the way. I'm I'm not I'm not calling it X. I'm sticking to Twitter. It's
1: Twitter. Yeah, who cares? It's still Twitter. It'll always be Twitter. But I love that you put a lock on it. But you're the one that set the the yeah. password. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I have that for my kids, so yeah. they don't watch cartoons for five hours. But guess what? They don't know numbers, so it's a yeah. little easier. that's. So. I should
2: probably, I should probably have my wife set the passcode and not tell me what it is. That'd probably be better.
0: Give me your favorite yeah. uh, follower on TikTok.
2: Favorite follower on TikTok, man. I, I I don't even like. It's so different than the other social medias. I don't even Aren't know it, who follows it, I, me. I,
0: I don't know. Uh, like, who do you, who's your favorite to follow? Sorry. Oh,
2: favorite to follow. Hmm.
0: Like, I don't do TikTok, so I don't know much about it.
2: It's mostly just like the for you page. Like, there's you know recommended for you. Um, man, I don't know. I love the Family Guy clips. So yeah, Whenever I see those, I'm locked in.
0: Nice man. Yeah. Got well,
1: that on the gram. We'll yeah. work
0: on that. Yeah. Let, maybe let somebody else set, set your password. Yeah, that's your passcode good. to get through yeah. there.
1: That's a good I'll idea. Like well, dude, be careful with the zens, dude. Don't give those up too quick. Yeah, you know you know? big time of year it is.
0: Sleeves love the zens. I
1: mean? Keep your body happy. Well, you dude, know what I mean, listen to your body.
0: Well, congrats on a really solid rookie season, man. Thank Super you. happy for you. Best of luck in the future. We really, really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It was it was all fun.
0: All right, that was the Oklahoma State Cowboy, Austin Eckroat joining us after a very solid rookie season. This kid's going to continue to get better and better. Everyone that knows him loves him. They rave about his talent. I think he's going to be just a really solid player out on the PGA Tour for a very long time. Some questionable decisions, though. The tattoo, which we saw offline. We're not going to share anything out there, but not the best idea. (laughs) I'm really shocked by that one. Not the best. That's one way to put it, yeah. Not the best idea, but hey, it is what it is. Um, He's got a great story, though.
1: Yeah, me and my boy just decided we're going to go get a tattoo, so I flipped through a book at a random joint and picked out the world, threw it right on the chest. Looks like a dude that has a very spotty understanding of world geography actually actually, uh, stitched that thing, or sketched that thing, too.
0: Well, well, talking to the BMW Championship winner, Victor Hovland, who is teammates with him, I believe the tattoo is kind of what led to the nickname SFB, Shit for Brains okay
1: so, <laughs> so good shit for everyone calls has someone like in their crew you know you just call them that when they do something stupid or whatever but to have that be like your permanent your permanent nickname good news is like once you make it like he's made it right now that kind of has to die out because dudes can't go in an interview and be like oh how'd shit for brains play yeah i mean they got to tighten it up a little bit but dude ekro he's awesome year 74th right as a rookie hard to do he hits it so good. He's, he's one of the best drivers in the game. I think this guy's going to be around for a long time. Colt, he's got a little bit of a like. He's just such a dude. If you talk to him, like nothing really bothers him. He reminds me a lot, like demeanor wise, of of DJ. Just <laughs> you watch him play, like dude, there's no up, there's no down. He's pretty chill. Oh, you know, yeah, man, how to play good? Just I just made some putts or whatever. Like he's just very chill. Nothing seems to get him too fired up. It uh, keeps a level head. I think he's in for 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 a long run on the PGA tour.
0: And unfortunately, he did make our only double bogey on the CBS stroll there at the memorial. So I guess he at least he'll be known for something. It's a record. It's a record. Tre- treasure that Frank Nabilo autograph that I'm going to send you for that. It's it's worth a lot. Ooh yeah, that's <laughs> worth making dub. <laughs> Shit. All right, well, that's going to do it for us, but make sure you go to fairwayjockey.com. Right now, we're running a 30% off special on all of our Birdie Juice gear. There's some, not all sizes are in stock, but there's still plenty out there to get, and who doesn't like 30% off? So once again, go to fairwayjockey.com and check that out, and we'll talk to you on next week's Subpar.